Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello and welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. I'm Davey Blackburn, your host. Joining me, Emily, my co-host. Hey. How you doing? Great. Listen, I'm so pumped about this because this is a part two that we yes. weren't even really anticipating. Didn't even know. But it was so good that we were like, we can't pack all of this in one. Yeah. So we're going to do part two with uh, Daniel and Brittany Brooker. Mm-hmm. It's it's an awesome, awesome interview. Yeah, part one was excellent. So I really can't wait for you guys to hear this part. Absolutely. But before we jump into part two, Mm -hmm. I want to just ask you, our Nothing Is Wasted community, to do something for us. Would you, if you haven't yet, go and rate and review the podcast and subscribe to it. Anything that you do in that nature helps this podcast continue to get more exposure. Mm -hmm. Share it with other people. Tell other people about it. We're hearing all kinds of incredible things, um, incredible stories, feedback, from people. It's just a, it's an awesome thing to know that so many people are tuning in and they're being helped by this. Yeah. Experiencing and, hope. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. exactly right. And healing, you yeah. know, at least we're getting the, the process started for people. You know, I right. feel like there's so many other components to healing, but we're helping to inspire people mm-hmm. to move toward that healing instead of just staying in, in kind of their pain and, and, and where they're at. And so, um, help us out. Yeah. Rate and review this this podcast. We'd, we would love that. Yeah, we would really love it. So why don't we go ahead and hop into part two of the Brookers Let's interview. do it. Hey, we're back for part two of my interview with Daniel and Brittany Brooker. And we're so glad to have you guys back for part two. Glad to have Christy back. You guys ready to go? Good to be back, we man. Left, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We left the listener uh, basically sharing individually your stories of loss and how God was bringing you through each one of those valleys and giving you guys a ministry even out of that. And I love what you said, Brittany, in that last podcast about stewarding your pain, that this pain is too great to be wasted. And so um, you recognize that it was a stewardship, that there was a responsibility that you had to help other people as they were walking through through pain. And Daniel, uh, part of the story of how you guys ended up meeting was because you guys were both stewarding pain. Yeah. And so why don't you share that story with us? Oh, man, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, the first days, and I'm sure you can connect with this, the first days and weeks uh, were just just dark and just hard and just painful, and you figure out how to sleep again. I mean, that's one of the biggest things was how to even get a normal night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And so going through that, really just being in a bad place of being sick, I got to the place where my people around me were like, hey, you've got to, let's get you out of the house. Let's get you to a place um, where you can kind of breathe yeah. again. And so, you know, really it was a month after Lindsay died. Um, it was actually a, a concert near Atlanta, North Atlanta, uh, where it was, uh, Hillsong was in town. And so uh, some of my friends were like, hey, we, we want you to come with us. Let's uh, let's actually do that. And so really didn't want to, but they kind of didn't give me a choice and went. And one of the things I struggled with that month was, you know, obviously when you're married to somebody, you're connected all the time. You're texting, you're talking, you're around each other all the time. And so the biggest change in grief was missing that connection, that daily connection. And mm. you catch yourself texting again. You catch yourself making the phone call. I made several calls, started ringing before I realized yeah, that for sure. you just take that deep breath and hang up and just kind of had that season of like, man, punches in the gut. And so I went to this concert, uh, was just not feeling it, um, you know, love worship music, love, you know, all of that. But I just kind of sat in the back row, just going through what I was going through. And probably halfway through the concert, uh, a song, uh, uh, Heart Like Heaven came on. And it's something that me and Lindsay had listened to together. And, you know, just kind of struggling with God. I was like, God, you know, this is this is just overwhelming. I miss her, you know, I miss Lindsay and, and what we had. Yeah. And so it just got to a place where I said, you know what, I just, uh, I just need to I need to get to a place of just worship. And that's what's carried me through. That's been my place of comfort. And just in the middle of that song, I remember just kind of letting go of all that and just put my hands up in worship. Mm. And uh, in that just surrender in that place of worship, uh, God spoke to me in a way that was just so clear. And, and he said to me that, you know, that connection you desire with Lindsay, what you've been searching for really this whole month, you have it, but it's going to be through me mm. because 
the one thing Lindsay is doing right now is worshiping me. Wow. And when you finally get yourself in line to start worshiping me, you have something in common again. Wow. And in a way of just a, a reminder that 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 connection we desire is through God and through our relationship and surrender to Him. And it really just transformed my entire uh, uh, perspective towards worship and towards surrendering to God and knowing that it doesn't just connect us in the church setting. You know, when a good uh, song comes on in church and everyone's raising their hands in worship, there's a a power and unity uh, that comes with that. But there's so much more power in knowing that our worship is mirroring what we're going to do in heaven and is is what's happening in heaven already with people that we love and who have gone ahead of us. And so that really set the stage. And so I came home from that concert and I felt like I had to just write, I had to write this out, you know, like it just moved me so much that I literally just laid down on my bed, typed something on my phone really quick, you know, 10 minutes, just shared kind of what I what I said and posted it, threw my phone down, went to supper or whatever it was and came back a little later, an hour or two later and my phone was kind of blowing up. And that post started getting shared and it got to people that, you know, that obviously I had no connection with and people that were going through hard times and pain and realized much later down the road, even though Brittany and I had no connection prior to that, uh, we found out even, you know, in, in our relationship that that post made it to her with the night after. Yeah, it was, he wrote that post on the day my husband died. Yeah. The wow. actual day. So that's why people kept sharing it to me of like, you know, this will encourage you, this will encourage you. And wow. so I, I probably had five people send me this post. Yeah. Just crazy. So that was just, it, it, it just reminded that being obedient and being, uh, just listening to what God's speaking to your heart and just following that, uh, there is reward in that. There is gain that comes from being obedient mm-hmm. to God, even when it doesn't make sense. Uh, and so things like that were just reminders that God is in the details and uh, we can trust Him with our pain. Man, that's incredible. And so you're both doing ministry, Daniel Uta Widowers, yeah. Brittany Uta widows. Mm -hmm. And how did you guys, how did your paths cross? What did that look like? Really, it was because we were both ministering to the same family. And um, so we ended up being like emailing regarding helping this family. And so Daniel can tell the story better than me, but we kept emailing back and forth and then he kept asking more questions. Oh, it's on me? Oh, yeah, it's totally on me. And I'm like, maybe he's just really nice. (laughs) And then after how many emails? A lot. A lot. Yeah, so she came at me with a, the title was help with with a, you know, widow. We were trying to figure out how to help each other out. And so that's what we're doing. We're like, all right, here's how we help them out. This is what we do. This is how we get somewhere with it. And and it's just crazy. It's hard to explain. But one email led to another email led to another, and uh, it went from you know how do we help them to uh, how can I help you? <laughs> and, uh, you know, what is your number? How can I and, do some uh, ministry to yes, you? <laughs> how can I bless your heart? And so so that's kind of where it went. Was uh, you know. It, even through email, which this is going to sound lame, I know it, I know it does, but even through email, it's like, there's, there's something different about this girl, and wow, I can even feel her heart in these emails, which is bizarre. And so I, I'm the one that, that went out on a limb and said, hey, uh, this would be so much easier to talk about through text or call. I don't know what I said, but I just was like, can I have your number? <laughs> That's what I got to in, a, in my own way. And so first conversation Wow, I mean, five hours is something like that. Yeah, something our first like phone five. call was five hours. Yeah, and something well, really bizarre. Well, yeah. And the next one was much tamer. I think it was like four, <laughs> four hours or something. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, it was just, it was kind of like, I mean, we're fun people, but we kind of got the business of like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, us even talking. I mean, we can feel something in this. I mean, this is talking about a spark. I mean, this mm-hmm. is crazy, <laughs> but we also know how much is writing on what we're doing as far as our decisions. Yeah. And so there was sure. a it was a weighty uh, couple of conversations mm-hmm. because we just dug into like, you know, what do you believe? What do you think? Who are you? What's, you know, what's behind the scenes story? Like, you know, and that stuff, stuff that really matters. Um, so we skipped the what's your favorite color and that mm-hmm. kind of part. Yeah. It got down to, you know, what is Jesus? <laughs> you didn't care about what each other's favorite color no, was? No, not yet. I think, a, yeah, what color priority? is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it was like, all right, what does Jesus mean to you? What are you doing with your pain? Where do you want to go with this? Like, what's your what's your heart? And yeah. so, man, it was like a grown folks conversation, and uh, yeah. it was 
it was intense from the yeah, start. Yeah, talking about each other's spouses and having the freedom to do that. Oh man, um, which was refreshing. Like I felt like I could be myself, wow. and I could say, you know. Today, we had to navigate this because of, of our loss, or, you know, I'm really missing this and my kids are crying because of this, or whatever. Like, I didn't have to hold back any part of my life. It was here, I am broken mm. and I don't have anything together. This is me. Like, this is just who I am right now. You're not getting the best version of myself, you're getting a broken version of myself. There you go. Um, but I pray that you see Jesus in it, you know, because I always say that I want people to see pieces of brokenness, I want them to see God's hands holding together our brokenness. Right. And so wow. that's kind of how we met was in a, in the midst of such a broken place. Yeah. Um, we both were in a good, healthy spot when we did meet. Um, really, like all my counselors were telling me, you've walked through the hardest part. You're in a really good, healthy spot. And I had a lot of counseling and a lot of people walking through. And um, so we were in good spots when we met. It wasn't like we were in the midst of the mm -hmm. thick part where we couldn't even think, right. you know, um, God had done yeah, a lot of right. healing. And I was in a really big place of contentment where I was because I knew God called me to be a single mom and a widow. And so I'm yeah. like, I can't change my circumstances. So God, you've either told me, you know, I can blend in with the circumstance or I can bloom in the desert. So let's bloom yeah. um, and let's make this count, the season count. And then um, I even told my mom, I'm a little freaked out that I'm like feeling happiness and contentment and nothing has changed about my circumstances. I still miss Patrick. And then literally a month later, I get a phone call from Daniel Brooker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pick up, Daniel. Where the, where, what was this phone call? Hold on a second. Oh, man. <laughs> can't tell. Can't she just, tell gave me, she just teed it up for you right there. She teed it up for you right there. It she said, then so I got good. a phone call from Daniel Brooker. Yeah. Yeah, I just showed up, and I tried uh, to do my radio voice. I was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> But um, no, it was it was really like you know, hey, the the nerves and the jitters of all that. Because keep in mind, Lindsay was the only girl I'd ever loved, the only girl I'd ever pursued. Yeah. Same thing with her and mm -hmm. Padgett. That was that was her guy. And so to flirt or even have a conversation mm -hmm. with someone else, that's a uh, such a wild uh, change from where we were. Just a big difference. And so. Uh, kind of just like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to talk uh, with, with this kind of intention. So we just talked until we figured out um, where we were. And that was, whoa, I'm very interested in what God is doing. <laughs> Translation, I like you a lot. <laughs> I want to know yeah. where this is going to go. So, um, man, so then it was, all right, let's 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 introduce this idea uh, to to the people that are in our lives. And so that's what we did was say, hey, the people that were very close to us, we just started talking about, hey, I've, I've talked to someone, I met someone, and now I need to uh, uh, figure out where God's taking us. So we just, after some prayer and after counsel, decided to meet because we're like, hey, if, if this is not what we think it is, then let's don't waste each other's time. Mm -hmm. Let's don't pull hearts into this. Uh, let's just do what God's called us to. And so that's what we did. We, uh, we ended up meeting. So I lived in Augusta. And she lived in Atlanta, so that was a you know a couple hour, about a two and a half hour drive, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how much of a hurry I was in. And so, <laughs> um, so that's how it looked was simply trying to figure out let's meet, and we did. Um, I picked her up. Well, I'd say that I mean picked her up for a date, but when she walked out of the door and I saw her for the first time, I mean they backed me up on this. I mean it was <laughs> it was it was game over. I think at that point, right? <laughs> Is that fair to say? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty much love at first sight. It really was. <laughs> and I know it sounds cheesy, but when she walked out, I was like, Lord, you have spoken. You have spoken clearly into my life. And so we don't need to go on the date. Let's just, let's yeah. <laughs> we're good. Man. It was good. But yeah, so that's well, it. We, yeah, go ahead, man. Well, I was just going to say, I think what's so cool about it and what's, what I think is many relationships just in general are missing is that connectivity of calling. I mean, yes. I think that's what you guys discovered is that God's calling on each one of your lives. You were lining yourself up with the Lord and what He had placed in your heart for the, that that your life was going to be about for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then you saw that you, each other you were aligned in that in that mm -hmm. calling, and so you were able to just fit into the flow of what God was already calling each one of you to do. And it made, it was like that's that quote unquote love at first sight. Absolutely, is there physical attraction? Absolutely, is there that a uh, emotional stirring again? Some of that romance and all that. Absolutely, there is. But what's even more powerful than that is that that alignment of calling where you're going, hey, like 
you like we could be we could be each other's ride or die. Like we're gonna do this mm-hmm. thing together. That's we're right. gonna walk in this ministry together, no matter what happens. We're gonna carry out this calling to the end of it. And what God's already started, He's gonna complete the good work in us. And I think that's what Christy and I felt too. Yes. After a lot of conversations, you know, and most of those her trying to push back away from me and friend zone me all the time. But <laughs> but it was that we started seeing that alignment that became so clear where it was like, wait a minute, God, you're just throwing us into this thing. And mm-hmm. and and I wish that more it's hard to say normal relationships, but relationships don't that don't come from, you know, two sides of loss like this. Just kind of your, uh, your your typical meeting and your typical relationship story. I wish most of those would have that mm-hmm. component that would they would make sure that that component's there, because right. I think that that would probably solidify and cement their relationship uh, to endure through some of the hard seasons because that calling is intact. Yeah, you know that's because that's what brought us together. I mean, all jokes aside, a lot of people go through loss, hurt, pain, grief, mm-hmm. all those things that kind of bring you to a place that we were. But it, what, that's not what drew our hearts together. You know, the commonality of what we've been through. But it was where we were going, mm-hmm. where we knew God had called yeah, us to, good. and realizing wow. that both of us were heading in the same direction. And we saw so much value in saying, "Hey, let's do this together. Let's go in that direction mm-hmm. together." And that really was the thing that pulled us together as far as pulled our hearts together was in where we were going together. Yep. Wow. All right, so timeline that for us. You guys met when? You ended up getting engaged when? You got married when? Don't put these dates on us, man. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, met, we started talking in January. We met in February because my schedule was insane, and we couldn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a weekend available. And so we met in February, and then we got engaged in May. And we got married in July. So the whole process was six months um, wow. from start to yeah. finish. And there's lots of elements of why oh, it yeah, was a sure. short period. Um, but, you know, when you're our age and you have those treasures, you you, you know, mm-hmm. we do have things we're bringing into the marriage. And that's mm-hmm. children and families and all kinds of different dynamics. And so we really yeah. sought the Lord on it, but really had great counselors, too, speaking Absolutely. into our lives and um, lots of premarital counseling and all that stuff. But um, so we wouldn't necessarily recommend that everybody. But if God leads you in that direction, then yes, go with it. And it's with, awesome. I mean, just real talk with hearts on the line like children. Yes. And yes. I mean, I... I don't see personally the value in a long-term dating mm-hmm. relationship when there's children that are seeing you. It's confusing for them yeah. if it's a, is mm-hmm. that my mom or dad? Is that not? Is this like, what does this them? look like? And so there was even a sense of urgency of once we felt like the kids were where they needed to be and understanding that, it was mm-hmm. time to move and uh, be obedient mm-hmm. to what God was calling us to. Yep. Wow. So you guys join your lives together last July. Is that right? Last mm-hmm. July. That's right. Yeah. 2017. And uh, and you call you, I love this. You call yourselves the Brooker Bunch. Hey, why not? <laughs> amazing, man! I love it, dude. I saw it. I was like, that is so. That's amazing. What an what a what an incredible just play on words there. But um, a picture of bringing these two households together. These households mm-hmm. that that started out in the midst of pain, but but God is doing. Um, some incredible restoration in that and redemption in it, and you're seeing purpose come out of it. And so, um, Daniel, your your two kids, their names are, and how old are they? Yeah, Ethan and now Aubrey. It's both of you, but 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 just for this, yeah. the, the conversation, good I know it's both good your kids. Save. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But for the conversation's <laughs> sake, to give us context, what? It, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Ethan and Aubrey. Yeah. Ethan's seven. Aubrey's six. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven and six. Yeah, and then Brittany. And then Peyton's five, Evan's four, and Nathan's almost three. <laughs> yeah, so yes. it's, we get stuffed yeah. all the time. Like, um, they they look abnormally close in age. Are they all yours? <laughs> well, the fun part is when we don't tell them the blended family part. We just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love like, that. Do you know how this happened? Yeah. I know. It's so <laughs> exactly. It. People say that all the time. So good. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'm sure that presents a lot of challenges. Um, blending families, one with the story of loss and how do you explain that to your kids? And so talk to me about some of those challenges that you're facing. Geez, that might be just way too general of a way to ask that question. But uh, we're sitting here now. We're, we're going to be students of you guys right now in the next Whoa. 30 minutes. I'm sorry. We, wanna, we just want to hear as you guys are walking through this and you're helping your kids uh, understand this new dynamic of family and what that looks like and God's redemptive story, what it looks like for them in their lives. 
Um, what kind of challenges have you guys come up against? Um, it's very challenging. I think a big thing <laughs> that one of the things that we have been dealing with is kids grieve in a different timetable than adults. And a lot of times mm. their hardest part of grief happens 18 months to two years after the event happens. This is according to a lot of counselors. And so I think the first thing we had to do is assess where our kids were and figure out where they are in grief. Mm. Are they processing about it? Are they talking about it? Um, What physically are they going on? You know, one of them struggled with looking anybody in the eyes. And that's that's an issue. You know, that's an emotional issue Mm. of of distrust and. Um, some would wake up in the middle of the night crying. And as you talk with them, you you navigated, they're dealing with fear in the middle of the night of losing one of us Mm. or one of us leaving and them saying, you know, my daddy left and he never came back because, you know, he died. And so I think for us, one of the biggest things we had to do was assess where all of our kids were and meet them where they are. And so some of them needed more physical touch. Some of them needed more one-on-one time. Some of them needed us to talk through things. Some of them needed more tickles. And so it's overwhelming and exhausting. Um, but for us, we had to say, God, give us the time and energy to to yeah. put into, honestly, five very needy um, kids that just need right. so much. And um, there's not enough of us to go around. And so I think one of the things with assessing it, but also something I have to constantly say is, God, I'm not enough for them, but you are. And so praying mm. and praying that over them, that Jesus is enough for all that we're walking through and turning them to, instead of look for us to fulfill all that, to turn to Jesus and yeah. lead them to Jesus. Mm. Um, and so That's that good. means wow. in the midst of fear, instead of, you know, leading them into fear, um, leading them into victory. And so you're praying over them and praying that God gets the victory over all of this and that we can trust Jesus even when we don't understand. And mommy can't promise that I'm always going to come back, but I can Mm. promise that God will always be with you and carry you through whatever's going to go on. And so I think for us navigating a lot of, and we still are navigating a lot of issues, um, that really stemmed from previous and just walking through this new journey, a new season of, are we a family? You know, can I trust that that we're going to be together? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause one of them actually, uh, I remember this clearly a few weeks into the marriage, put pebbles behind my tire and in his mind, that was going to stop me from leaving. Um, because he wanted Mm. me to stay at the house and Mm -hmm. and just, you know, Mm -hmm. having that security. So his idea was put some rocks behind daddy's tire and, That'll that'll keep him here, and so just those things, those signs, those visible ways that they're mm-hmm. looking for security, looking for our family wow. to stay as a unit. Yep. And we um, early on, God gave me the idea because we have five kids, we have five weeknights, so every kid has a night of the week that's theirs, yeah. and nobody else gets it. Mm. And they get thirty minutes to an hour just by themselves with mommy and daddy. So we put all the other kids to bed, and they get to pick what they want to do. And some of them want to talk. Some of them want to play cars. And some of them, um, you know, Aubrey may want to paint her nails or whatever it is. They come up with the idea. Sometimes we come up with some fun ideas. Um, but honestly, it gets them talking where they can share their heart and they yeah. have freedom and they feel so special. Oh, and yeah. that's honestly mm. the whole day. Now it's not just that <laughs> night. They they work it all day long. <laughs> it is my night. Stuff. It's my special night. It's my day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your night. That's the exactly. uh, word, night. <laughs> but it's, it created this beautiful thing where we always have that time to check on them and they just light up and that is so special to them. And then also early on, we started asking them, what today made you happy? And what today made mm. you sad the to all of them? And then if one was having a sad day, it opened it up where all of them could say, you know, I was thinking about my mommy. I was thinking about my daddy too. Mm-hmm. And it made me sad. And so they didn't feel alone in it anymore. You know, our kids, they grieve together. Um, they talk about their mommy and daddy in heaven together. And we are just mm-hmm. so thankful that they have that and they don't feel alone walking through pain. And so we right, got them right. all books, mommy and daddy books, where they have pictures of just their mommy with them and just their daddy mm-hmm. with them. And we talk about those memories all the time. Um, pretty much daily, we go through those books and make sure that they have those and they can understand yeah. the memories. Cause a lot of times they don't remember some of the memories. And so I think for me, it's trying to to uh, recall to their mind the ways that their mommy loved them, recall to their mind the ways that their mm-hmm. daddy loved them that they may not remember. And that's a hard thing that they're processing too. So 
you know, it looks different every day, but I think it's one yep. of those things of just yielding to Jesus and asking him to show us what it, what it looks like right now. Yep. Oh, for sure. And I think the hardest part too is like, you're wondering what is from the past in their yes. struggle and also what is just a normal kid. Yeah. And yeah. so for so me, uh, a lot of times, like a lot of times different people come to me and be like, well, Weston did this or Weston did that. And it probably is because of this. I'm like, I think it's just because he's a normal kid. Yes. <laughs> um, Come on. I think that's a hard part. Or even Natalia, she'll come up to me sometimes and just be like, mommy, like, do you miss me more than Weston? Or, and I'm just mm. thinking, you know, they just became brother and sister, but in the same way, I think kids who have always been brother and sister would do the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So instead of just, but it's hard for me because I like overanalyze. Well, maybe I need to love them more. Or maybe I need to spend more time <laughs> with them. But at the end of the day, I just think for me, if I just show them love from, you know, and just spend time with them, it's enough. But I, I do get nervous about that too. Yeah. Well, one yeah. of the things, Chris, I love that you do is you you talk to them each night about their peak and their pit. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you did that to awesome. me when we were dating too. You're <laughs> like, hey, what's your what was your peak and what was your pit today? You know, and what was the high? What was the low? And that, got, that gets them talking. So I've started asking the kids the same thing, taking the cue from Christy on that. But so one night I remember you were saying that you that you were doing that with Weston and he started talking about Amanda. And, yeah. and you just said this was the coolest thing in the world was just to have you step into that conversation with him and basically say, Hey buddy, I didn't, I didn't know your mommy either. So let's talk about her. What do you remember about her? What, what Mm -hmm. kinds of things can we, what do you imagine about her? And, you know, let's learn about her together. And it was just really cool to have that kind of, um, the grace that God's given you to walk into this. Mm -hmm. And I know that you two, Daniel and Brittany, you guys are experiencing this of each other that you're able to, you know, you're able to relate with each other because you know what each other has gone through with loss, but able to like kind of reach into the kids, uh, void or absence that they feel as well and just kind of discover that together. And I'm sure that creates this tighter knit bond between you and the kid. Um, you know, that respectively that you're, that you're talking with, it's just an incredible thing. And I think that's what's, what I struggle with. Oftentimes I hear stories of the, 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 the folks who are like, Oh, we don't want to talk about her. We're not going to talk about her. We're not going to talk about loss. We're not going to talk about whatever pain that we're not going to talk about, you know, and it, it stifles it and it creates this, I think this just ugliness in mm. the relationships um, that's really hard to recover from mm-hmm. because they weren't given the chance to voice that and to air it out and to process it. You yeah. Know? And Daniel is who he is because of Lindsay, like, and I'm who I right. am because of Patrick. And so our stories are who made us. And so to be able to have the freedom, because in marriage, vulnerability is what brings intimacy. And so to yeah, be able to right. talk about the hard places and the beautiful places and even with the kids and giving them freedom that gives them security, but also giving them security with boundaries because a lot of kids, when Mm. they walk through loss, um, you know, it's, you know, our kids did not come from normal family situations when we got married. My kids didn't Mm -hmm. have a dad for several years. His kids did not have a mom for several years. And so you're bringing these kids together and trying to create a normal family unit when there's nothing normal about it, you know? And so we've had a lot of counselors, um, you know, I feel like I'm on the phone with counselors all the time and being like, okay, is this normal or is this grief? Or is this, like you were saying, (laughs) Christy, is this a normal kid thing? And so one of the things that they have really spoken over us is making sure that we are giving boundaries that create um, security and not allowing manipulation mm. to be a part of what they learn to do. Yes, there's compassion and grace, but also right, not allowing wow. manipulation to rule their lives and creating a habit where that's how they've learned how to get attention. Um, mm. And so I want them to be able to grieve and really grieve. And I think the parents... As you're walking yeah. your kids to grief, you I can tell when they're really grieving or they're wanting attention. And so you're having mm-hmm. to navigate when they're really walking through something and make sure they're talking through it. And um, sometimes it looks like we're playing with things and... Uh, you know, there's a lot of play therapy things that we can do and um, a lot of things can come out through that. And so it looks very different with each kid. Um, but asking God for wisdom on, is this a normal thing or is this a grief thing or is this, I'm too tired? Right. You know, all that stuff. Yes, for sure. Right. Man, that's so good. That's so good. What what kinds of, um, what, what other kinds of things have you guys discovered has really helped uh, spark some of these conversations with your kids. You know, I I love that 30 minute uh, to an hour, you know, after all the kids are going to bed and the fact that you can parse that out through the five days a week. Is there, is there other things that you would, you know, if someone's walking through the same thing, how would you, 
how would you suggest that they go about trying to do this this thing and create normalcy out of an abnormal situation? Which, if we're honest, you know, maybe it's not that we're trying to, you know, maybe we're not, maybe the goal isn't to try to create normalcy. Um, what was that? We were watching Wonder the other night, the movie mm-hmm. Wonder. Did you guys ever see that? Nope. No. There was a line in the movie Wonder where I think it was something like, um, how how can you be normal when you were created to stand out, mm-hmm. right? And the reality is, is that God has stewarded this to your family yeah. for a reason, you know, and that's not to be normal, but it's to help people through some of their abnormalities, some of their difficulties and pain and to stand out, not to make much of ourselves, but, but to make much of Jesus. And so as much as we can, we want our family to be normal, but, but we also have to realize, hey, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not a normal family. It's okay. Let's embrace this and let's embrace the the abnormalities of our family and let's um, use let's let's leverage it to help other people in their abnormalities. But but back to my question, what what are some things that you guys have discovered? Kind of just helps you as you're creating some of those conversations around that stuff. Well, I, I know that well, Brittany could probably do a better job of sharing some of the details, but I know the goal. I think what we always when we plan these conversations or respond to a conversation or a question. The goal is how can we put a desire in their heart for heaven more than they have now? How can we mm. how can we help them long for heaven too as a child? You know, whereas you know yeah. I grew up in a Christian home, but I never longed for heaven. I never desired that. It was something I would get to when I was old. And so even putting an yeah. immediate desire in their heart now mm-hmm. that not only are daddy and mommy there, but also the presence of God is something to be desired and something to, to, to actually live mm-hmm. your life for in that direction. So I would say that's probably the summary, the, the guy version of of that answer is, hey, whatever we say to them and however we respond to a question is, are there is their heart for heaven? Is their heart to live in a way that honors God and points other people? Because, you know, when we're in town, like if we're in the store, which can be like, crazy zone, especially like Brittany will take all five kids to the grocery store. You know, Trader Joe's has kicked her out twice. <laughs> or they kicked themselves out. Not really. No. They should have. It's chaos. But, but I tell them, and Brittany tells them too, is people are watching you and do they see Jesus or yeah. do they see, you know, just a kid wow. being selfish? They mm-hmm. see a kid wanting to get their way because people do watch, especially when you have five kids that are like all the same height. And like, what are they seeing in you? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of something we push hard is what are you reflecting? Where are you wanting to go? Uh, and what's your heart set on? And purpose, because our kids will say stuff like, I don't want to be here. I want to be in heaven with my daddy. I want to be in heaven mm-hmm. with my mommy. I was just about to ask you yeah. about that. And yeah. we say, but you know what? God's not finished with you yet. Yeah. If he was, you right, would be in heaven. Right. And God has written the story of your life. And right now, God has written your story where you are here. And that means God still has a purpose for you here. And we are to run this race with yeah. endurance, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And so giving them that purpose and something I tell them every night is, do you know that God has a special plan for your life? Like just reminding them right. that he has a special plan. Um, and that is good because so many times they can think of the hurt and their pain. And so something that we always try to encourage them is not to keep our eyes on the grave, but to keep our eyes on heaven and not Mm. to keep our eyes on our pain, but on purpose of what God has for us here on earth. And one of the things Daniel does just beautifully and something we kind of learned the hard way is one of the main things you have to do as a blended family is have fun because there is the reason yeah. why we're a blended family is because of pain and hurt and brokenness. And so you yeah. have all these hurting hearts. And so Daniel is just does a great job of making everything into a game and making sure every kid goes to sleep <laughs> laughing instead of crying. He's an Enneagram seven. Yeah, hey. I know, right? He's so he he's is. so much he's fun. A seven. And um, that's Christy. He, that's Christy. Yeah. he does. Like if they're hurting about something, whatever, like he always makes sure they go to bed with a smile on their face and laughing even after the hardest day. Because let's be honest, kids that are walking through pain have a lot more behavior problems than regular children um, that have not experienced grief or loss. And so it can be exhausting, whether it's the parent or the children. And so for us, one of the things our counselor really recommended was spend as much time as you can together having fun, where there's not rules and regulations. Mm. Like let's just giggle and do a crazy dance party this morning. Yeah, exactly. Today, yeah. We, it's already <laughs> time. dance party. I know. So this. when we have these intense moments, <laughs> yeah. we'll be like, you know what? Yes. Dance party. And we just have to dance it out. And Yeah, we have these little, well, Dave, it. you saw it. Well, maybe they're different chairs. Those little yeah. chairs that the little 
uh, table when you walk yep, in the I door. Saw him, yeah. So this uh-huh. morning, uh, we were just, you know, having a good time. The kids pulled out every chair and used them as a stage and were dancing on them. And I could have said, hey, get down, clean up, whatever. It's like, where's my chair? Right. And he so got on the chair, the chair with them. <laughs> where's <laughs> right? my chair? And, and just had fun. And I that's stuff that. they'll remember and yeah. that'll help. You know, we're never trying to replace yeah. a memory, but add mm-hmm. some memories and, and add some fun yeah. to it. And that's always a good thing to see the kids smiling and laughing and yeah. making those memories together. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I think one of the things that has been so profound for me as I'm trying to help shape Weston and Natalia's worldview about all of this, and as we're trying to do that, is the the complex, complicated theology of God, mm-hmm. right? It, trying to explain that, you know, complicated things like death and complicated things like heaven and how you know, arbitrary heaven feels, ethereal, it's not tangible, we can't touch it, it feels like, you know, how do we explain that to them? What it's done for me is it's started, it's, it's, it's helped to strip away all of the fluff and mm. make my faith a lot more simple. Yeah. It's that childlike faith again, right? And it's like, you know, we were talking around the dinner table the other day after church, and we we're like, hey, what did you guys learn today? And they're in this series called Fear Busters, well, it just happens to be in this season where both Christy and I are experiencing a lot of fear, fear of a lot of different things, you know, right. fear of somebody breaking into our house, fear of, of losing the other person, fear. I mean, you wrestle with mm-hmm. that stuff as you're going through grief. You kind of live out those moments again of going, well, now I've, <laughs> we've got a family again, but my greatest fear is that my family is going to be torn apart again yeah. by sin, you know? Yeah. And so, so, so we're sitting having this discussion about fear and we're like, well, what, what did you learn today? And they're like, bust fear with trust. <laughs> you know, just this fear busters <laughs> mantra, bust fear with trust. You Love know, it. and then another day they were talking about, you know, when I'm afraid, I can pray. And it's like, mm. well, yeah, it's yeah. so simple. And this like is, Veggie Tales says, yeah. God is bigger than the boogeyman. God yeah. is bigger <laughs> than the boogeyman, you know? I mean, it's so Love simple, it. but it's this childlike faith that you're, you're shaping their worldview. And I'll never forget. Um, talking at a at a conference and doing a Q and A, and there was a a woman there who was asking the question about her kids because her kids were having the same questions mm-hmm. of like, man, I want to be in heaven instead of and they, and she was concerned about these the kids because she was concerned, you know, Daniel, you alluded to this earlier jokingly, but she was concerned about suicidal thoughts yeah. because mm-hmm. the kids so long to be connected reconnected with their parent that had died, or mm-hmm. and she asked me about that. I was like, I don't really know. I don't know what to do. There's got to be a way that we help our kids understand what Paul says to live as Christ, to die mm-hmm. as gain, to realize what we've realized in that, hey, when I go, praise the Lord. But as long as I'm here, praise the Lord. Yes. And, and I'm just going to live my life to purpose. And and I, I've told Weston when he's asked me, you know, I want to go see mommy in heaven. I, I just told him, hey, buddy, we're going to go see mommy in heaven um, one day. But until we do, We've got to help a lot of people. And when we help everybody that we're supposed to help here on earth, and then, then we'll go see mommy in heaven. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, just it's those, it's those ways of trying to shape their worldview with the little simplicities of the gospel, simplicities of spiritual truth that has caused my faith to grow as well, you know, Absolutely. and for it to be simple again. And yeah. validate you know? their feelings in the midst of it. So if my exactly, kids are crying yeah. about missing daddy, you know, a lot of times I just sit and cry with them and I tell mommy misses mm. him so much too. And I can't wait to go to heaven and I'm longing for it just like you are. And so validating their feelings so they know it's okay to hurt. It's okay to grieve. And um, even Aubrey was telling that to Daniel the other day, mommy said, it's okay just to cry sometimes and, and have your emotions and work through it. So you don't have to stifle that in, yeah. in teaching your kids that it's okay to have those emotions. And that's something we have to talk through constantly okay, you're feeling angry. Why are you feeling angry? Tell me, you know, name that emotion that you're walking through, you know, Mm -hmm. and allowing them to to feel those things and validate. But, you know, you can feel anger. And a lot of people in grief feel like they can do whatever they can. But the reality is there's sin and grief and you can feel anger. But if we respond in anger, that's sin. And so teaching my kids, like, it's okay to hurt, but you are not allowed to lash out at your brother because you're having a hard day. Just like mommy is not allowed to lash out on you because I'm having a hard day. That's sin in my life and I need Jesus for that. And so explaining that to them, because we do want to raise kids that know how to go to Jesus with their hurt and not take it out on other people and look through the lens of their hurt and hurt other people because they are walking through pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Imagine how strong these kids are going to be 
when they're our age. You know, know, if we can continue to build the foundation uh, where their foundation was set, much of their foundation was set with with pain and trauma. Mm. And if we can like pour in that foundation, we can pour in the truth of of God's word to mix with that pain and trauma because we know that pain grows us up faster than anything. That trial is is what what causes our our faith muscle to be tested, yeah. and it produces something for us. And so, if that's part of their foundation, imagine how strong their house can be when they're our age. If we can, if we can put them on that right course, yeah, that's it's our prayer. It's, a, it's, it's a, a, kind of a beautiful thought. Yeah, because we talk about our purpose together, right. but our purpose. Let's look at the immediate purpose: is our children. Mm-hmm. And if we fail in that area, yes. does it? You know, doesn't matter the impact we have. You know. Globally, or you know, in the county or community, is mm-hmm. what are we doing in our home yep. to change lives and yeah. impact exactly. that vision? And that's our primary Focus. responsibility. Yeah, we say if we lose our kids, we lose it all. Yes. Yeah. So there's like how we plan everything, our days, our priorities, everything is based on us and our kids. Mm. Incredible. Mm. But so I actually have a question about that. So obviously you have five kids, so you guys are really busy. But how do you guys even have time for each other and even Ooh. time for ministry? And ministry. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We don't somebody. sleep much. And let's just praise Jesus yes. that Christy just asked a question. Come on. She asked a question. She's amazing. I love <laughs> She's a regular Christy. podcaster. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Get it, girl. Um, we don't sleep much, which we Very would not recommend. <laughs> But um, still working on that balance. It's, yeah. I mean, it's late nights. I mean, it's it no nights. big deal to be up past midnight. Yeah. Let's just be real. And, and then we're up back up. I mean, the kids are out of bed at six thirty. Mm-hmm. At least the older ones are. Ooh. And so that's yeah. like that's the window of rest we have, <laughs> and we've got to do a better job wow. at that. I wouldn't recommend it at all. Um, but trying to get dates, and we don't feel bad about getting on a date mm-hmm. uh, for each other because if we fail. In our marriage, then yep. the whole family fails, and mm-hmm. so we've got to take mm. take time to pour into each other and check into each other's heart. And I think, wow. yeah, we were talking about this on our date the other day of just having like face to face time and then shoulder to shoulder time. So mm-hmm. like means okay. that we're mm-hmm. checking on each other's it's hearts, good. but then also having fun together. Um, and even for ministry, honestly, you know, it is just being diligent with the little moments that we have, and so. You know, I, I go and I speak, but I always laugh because I'm not a typical speaker who has, you know, these days to prepare or whatever. I'm dealing with five kids all the time. So normally it's like I'm preparing, you know, sometimes I'm cleaning toilets at 1130 at night and asking God, would you just flood your presence in these um, women's hearts that I'm going to speak yeah. in and just like prepping as I'm folding laundry. And so it's like being diligent to seek God throughout the day and even in ministry, That's asking good. God, would you just... Just give me pockets of time that I can be intentional with. And so that's kind of our prayer. And right now there's not really a rhyme or reason. We're kind of still in a crazy season of life and with the kids, but Mm. we're trying to be intentional with the moments that God does give us and making sure at night that we always go to bed, um, checking on each other's hearts and making sure that we're okay. And and what Brittany won't tell you uh, is, and what I'm so proud of how she keeps her priorities straight is when she goes and speaks She's gone no more than 24 hours. I mean, she'll hop on a plane. Thankfully, mm-hmm. we're in Atlanta, so that's you know gives us access to a lot of. That's easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so hop on a plane and go, and so she can go. Well, let's let's restate that. It's not easy. It's, it does give you a lot of access. There you but go. Navigating that Atlanta tri- no, airport is not crazy. easy. No joke. No joke at all. But she's able to. She's able to take care of the kids, be a full time mom, all in, and then still catch a plane, go pour into into lives, and jump back on the next plane back, and she's home before. Uh, before you know much time has passed and so we turn it to a positive say it's a daddy weekend like you, mm-hmm. you get the day with dad and we're gonna go have fun so they don't ever look at it as a something that's pulling their mom away yeah it's just way hey you get time with dad and we we actually make the most mm-hmm. of that so it's been really encouraging to see how she balances those those areas of her life mm. yeah it's crazy <laughs> but it's funny because we have some friends they don't realize it but like we call them dinks <laughs> It's dual income, no kids. <laughs> and we don't, they don't realize how much time Love they it. actually have. Yeah. We're like these dinks, literally, they're complaining about name. their time and no sleep. But I'm like, they don't understand. Come on. Do, do they know? The yeah, they don't Sorry know. if you're a dink and you're listening to this right now. 
Oh, that's wow. loose. It is. The struggle is real. And we're constantly having to like have another meeting that says, okay, what can we take off our plate? What can we add? How can we be more intentional? Yeah. And literally having to, to lay things before God and ask him on it. And so yeah. we don't have it right. We, we never have it right. <laughs> I feel like we're always asking the Lord to show us what that looks like and listening to him above everything else. So I think it's just continually seeking the yeah, Lord so and checking on him. Like, are you... As my husband, how do you, how do you, you feel like we're doing? What can we improve on? And even good. asking each other, we ask um, three questions typically of like, how can we improve um, our family? How can we improve our marriage? And how can we improve ourselves? And those are some three questions mm. that we ask on dates um, so that we can keep each other accountable and um, really encourage each other in those ways that we can improve um, with our life. <laughs> That's really good. That means you got, you got to talk about your heart yes. all day. Oh, no. Don't. We're a seven. Sevens run away from yeah. all the conversations. Sevens don't like to talk about heart. Can we just go play golf? Oh, we were, it was so funny. We went out. Yes. Oh, no, that's exactly. We went out, we went out yesterday. We had, a, we had a kidless weekend. So good. Come which on. Which was awesome. Best. Uh, we, but we were doing wedding stuff. So I was doing, I was performing, officiating a wedding. And so we didn't have like date nights that we would normally because of the rehearsal and then because of the wedding. And so we went out for brunch. And I was like, great, this will be awesome. We'll have some time just to kind of check up on each other and talk about our hearts and what, what's going on in our hearts. And she was like, can we just have a conversation where we don't talk about our hearts for a little bit? Like, can we just have fun? Yes. <laughs> Love it. I'm it's like, just life is exhausting. It is. We're always talking about hard things. It is. It, is. it can be extremely exhausting. And that's why I think it's so great that, Brittany, you know, what you guys were saying about just like having fun. Like, yes. it's not a sin to have fun. Let's have fun. Let's just enjoy each other as a family. Life is supposed to be enjoyable. And I think sometimes when you experience loss, you, if you're walking through it in a healthy way, you learn to do this. You learn to take the Lord very seriously and not take you and your life yes. as serious. Yes. So good. good. You, you, you can just really keep a sense of humor. I think you have to in some of these painful, painful seasons of life. We talk about how this is a season. This is what I love about what you guys do because you're each running, you know, you're kind of operating in ministry, each of you mm -hmm. are. You both have this mantle of ministry on you, which is amazing. I love that. And you both support each other in that ministry. Yeah. And, and that's something that Christy and I are trying to find that balance too of just, you know, she's in PA school and that's a major component of her ministry. It's not the extent of her ministry, but it's a major component of her ministry. And then we've got, you know, the ministry that we're doing with the church and we've got ministry that we're doing with nothing is wasted in our inner city and all these things. And sometimes we feel like we're swapping, you know, we're just like, hey, you you run and you go to ministry, I'll watch yeah. the kids, you know, and then with, now is your turn. Tag team, yeah. boom, mm -hmm. here you go. <laughs> tag, tag, you're it. Um, but, but I love how watching you you guys like w do that in in grace and championing each other and it's a really cool thing that neither one of you are getting bent out of shape of like well hey it's supposed to be my ministry what i'm doing you know that's the most important thing no no no, no. that's what we're doing yeah and teaching you know, the kids that, that because daniel's amazing at that yes. every time before i go or before he goes we have the kids lay hands on us and we they pray over us and we oh, pray wow. And it That's includes cool. them Come in on, it, let's write these you know, down. and this so awesome. we explained to them, like, we're going to share Jesus and that there is hope beyond the grave and yes. beyond pain. And so it's including them into what we're doing. And yeah. so my kids will literally like start praying for these people and they will be like, I just, awesome. I want to write a note to a hurting person because they'll be like, what are you doing, mommy? And oh, they see me gosh. writing and, um, they, and explaining what I'm doing. And so giving your kids a heart for ministry too. And so that they want to be included. This is what we do as a family. This is our calling. It's not just daddy. It's not just mommy. It's what we do together. Um, and Daniel's just, he does so good about making sure the kids um, have a heart for that and are included too. That's incredible. Man, this is awesome. Unfortunately, we're out of time again. Uh, I feel like we could have Join a part three. Join us for three part three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first before we before we do sign off, like I, I want to know where can where can folks find you guys because you know you're both doing some incredible ministry and helping hurting people, and I want people to be able to to be able to tune into what you're doing and 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 get connected to the communities that you guys are ministering to. So where where can they find you guys? Yeah, so I'm Instagram Brittany Price Brooker. Um, you can and then I've got all my website from there, uh, which is just BrittanyPrice.com. Yeah. I just, I'm not on social. No, actually. <laughs> Whatever. No, yeah. Um, yeah, Daniel O. Brooker, everything, you know, on Instagram. And yeah. then 
and website just to just to encourage people uh, with the same name, DanielBroker.com, mm-hmm. and just to point people to Jesus through through what we're doing. And, and all of our Instagram is not even, you know, it's incre- it's ministry and it's encouragement, but it's also real life because yep. we want people to see what life looks like in response yeah. to that. How does that look in, in uh, real time? Mm-hmm. And so that's something we always try to be transparent about. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. I'm I'm looking forward to a book. You're gonna put a book out. I'm sure. <laughs> I know, Brittany. You started the writing process. I think we're all gonna want to hear, be able to read, sit down and read a book from the Brooker oh, Bunch. Man. Definitely. Man, that's you. what the book should be called, <laughs> the Brooker Bunch. That'd be amazing <laughs> for sure. I get, I get, I get title I know, rights. Right? Absolutely, <laughs> it's locked in. Man, we're so thankful for you guys. Yes, oh, so man, thankful for awesome. y'all and your friendship. And these people yes. are the real deal. We love Davy and Christy. They're just sweet friends on and off oh. air and love people well. So we are Absolutely. so grateful so for you guys. proud of you guys. guys and the way y'all are living out y'all's story. Yep, we're cheering y'all on. Absolutely. Huge man. fans. Thank you. Same. Likewise. Same you we can't wait to get back down to Atlanta and hang Absolutely. with you guys over a, over a kitchen oh, island yeah, again. Yeah, let's do it. Bring a ton of food. <laughs> great. So good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for thanks yeah, for Love you guys. Thank y'all. Man, what a good interview. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having them on the podcast for the second time, yeah. right? Episode two was just as like hearty of like yeah. hopeful info as the first one. So hopefully um, you guys got some things to take away from this as the listener and just have some things to chew on and think through um, as you're experiencing your own pain or again, training for the trial that you're not yet in. Right. If there's anything that we can do to help you in whatever season you're currently facing or um, if you're facing obstacles and honestly, you just don't know what's next, um, we'd love to help you navigate through that or point you to a church in your Mm -hmm. hometown, just get you connected to community. Um, Or if there's anything that we can do to serve you guys, we would absolutely love to do that. That is a huge reason why we have this podcast is not only so we can like speak truth into your life, but so that we can tangibly help you um, navigate through whatever waters you're in. So um, again, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at hello at resonateindy.com. And as always, thank you Sleeping at Last for providing us the music. Get his music, mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, download it, stream it. It's awesome. It's honestly the music I use anytime I'm like in focus mode, yeah. like writing you the mode. the Enneagram stuff. Oh, man. Whoa. So, so good. I love it. We're going to do an Enneagram podcast at some point. I'm fine with that. Soon. Yep. If you want us to do an Enneagram podcast, write, write in. Hello mm-hmm. at ResonateIndy.com and we'll do one. If you want us to do one, we'll do one. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what all we'd talk about, but we'd I think there's plenty. <laughs> that we could talk about. It'll be awesome. Thanks, guys, for joining us on the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. We'll catch you next time.